straight up? Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. Are angels real? Okay. So are angels real? Well, all right. Well, this can be a complicated subject because we are now talking about the supernatural things of God. And like, really, who wants to try and explain those things in human terms? But nonetheless, let's take a look at what scripture has revealed to us. Yes, angels are real, first of all. Throughout the Bible, we see dozens of references to angels. Some of their interactions with people have been recorded, such as in Acts 12, 5 to 19, when Peter is freed from jail by an angel. In the book of Judges, chapter 13 describes an interaction between Samson's parents and an angel. We also see mention of angels serving in a particular role, such as the angels who stood guard at Eden after Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden. Check out Genesis 3.24 for that account. There are various other mentions in varying texts, including instances when angels appear to people in visions. At times, angels are not explicitly referred to as angels. Often, they are referenced simply as men or sons of God or as messengers. This is for a reason which we'll get to later on. But, for instance, in Genesis 32, Jacob is said to wrestle a man who merely touched his hip socket and rendered it useless. The man blessed Jacob and named him Israel, saying that Jacob had wrestled with God and with humans and had overcome. We see later in Hosea 12 verse 4 that this was no ordinary man with supernatural strength, but an angel. So, as we comb through the word of God, the existence of angels becomes very clear to be true. We also see mention of heavenly hosts, or heavenly armies as they're called, but we'll touch on that stuff later. There are also descriptions of fallen angels, but that we will tackle in a totally different episode. Okay, so are they relatives who have passed on, like who have gotten wings and are now looking down on us? Uh, no, not exactly. Angels are not our relatives who have died and gotten wings and now look down on us. I know this is something common that we say, but it is not true. For one, angels are not human beings. Job 38 verses 4 to 7 actually tells us that the angels were present and rejoicing when God created the universe before the human race even existed. Angels are actually heavenly beings that have been created by God. They are spiritual beings. We do not get an account of exactly how they are created, though. The angel that Samson's parents encountered wouldn't even tell them his name because he said it was too wonderful to even understand. Yet here are just a few facts that we can take from scripture about angels. 1. They are immortal beings. Jesus mentions this in Luke 20 when being questioned about marriage in the age to come. In verses 34 to 36, he says the people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. They are God's children since they are children of the resurrection. Number two, angels make a part of a class of created heavenly beings called the heavenly hosts. From scripture, we read that there are beings called cherubim or cherub, as well as seraphim. The names of these beings are used interchangeably with angels in certain translations of scripture, for instance, with the cherubim being mentioned as guarding the Garden of Eden. The description of the cherubim and seraphim are very interesting. 
The cherubim are described as having four faces, seraphim having six wings, covered in eyes, and other amazing stuff. You can read some of those descriptions in Ezekiel chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 6, and Revelation chapter 4. Number 3. Angels are very strong beings, possessing supernatural strength. In Psalms 103 verse 20, David says that the angels are mighty in strength. In Revelations 18:21, we are told a strong angel took up a great millstone and threw it into the sea. Number 4. Angels can take on the appearance of men. In Genesis 19, Lot encounters angels who warn him of the destruction to come at Sodom. These angels stay in Lot's home, and the men living in Sodom come to Lot asking where the men are so they could have sex with them. These were not just men, but angels. Also, in Hebrews 13 verse 2, the author instructs us to show hospitality to strangers because some people have entertained angels without even knowing it. Number 5. Angels and heavenly beings rejoice and praise God. In Luke 15 verse 10, Jesus tells us that there is joy amongst the angels when one sinner repents. In Isaiah 6 verses 1 to 3, we're told that the seraphim yell out praises to the Lord, proclaiming his holiness and glory. Wow, this is really cool. So do we have angels assigned to us? Like, are there actually guardian angels? Well, we're told in scripture that God does assign certain angels to carry out specific tasks. For instance, in Exodus 23, 20-23, God assigned an angel to go with the people of Israel, protecting them and instructing them as they travel to the promised land. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 20, and chapter 2, verse 1, we see Christ mention the angels of the seven churches and the angel of the church of Ephesus. Here we see this distinction between different angels and their various assignments to these churches. In Daniel chapter 8, verse 16, and chapter 9, verse 20, the angel named Gabriel met with Daniel to give him a message. Gabriel says that he was commanded to visit Daniel when Daniel prayed to God. David says in Psalm 34, verse 7, that the angel of the Lord is a guard and surrounds and defends those who fear God. Psalm 91, verse 11 says that God will command his angels to protect those who seek him for refuge. So it may not be in the way we commonly hear of guardian angels, as in my grandma is my guardian angel protecting me. But yes, angels do protect God's children from harm. Okay, well that leads to the larger question. What is the purpose of angels? The purpose of angels is to serve God by tending to the needs of the humans who are children of God. Firstly, we know they do God's work because Psalm 103.20 says, Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Then Hebrews 1 verse 14 sums up their purpose most precisely, stating that they are ministering spirits who are sent to care for those who will inherit salvation. Believers in Christ, who are now children of God, are the inheritors of salvation. In previously shared examples and others throughout scripture, we see that the angels appear to give help and assistance to people in order for the will of God to be carried out. So at times this may mean giving a message of instruction such as in Acts 8 verse 26, an interpretation of a prophecy or vision, physical protection, or to strengthen us. In Matthew 4 verse 11, once the devil fled from Jesus in the wilderness, angels came and took care of Jesus, strengthening him after 40 days of fasting. 
In Luke chapter 22, verses 41 to 44, an angel appears to Jesus and strengthens him at the Mount of Olives, causing him to pray more fervently in a moment of weakness. Jesus also makes it known that the angels are an army that fights on our behalf. In Matthew 26, Jesus tells Peter to put down his sword because if he wanted to, he could call down from heaven a legion of angels to protect them. The previously mentioned examples, as well as many others in scripture, show the angels performing in their various roles in assisting man. Additionally, the angels have a specific purpose during the return of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 13, 37 to 50, Jesus tells us that the angels have the job of separating the righteous from the wicked and throwing the wicked into hell. So this is some of what we understand about angels. With this knowledge, let's continue to seek the Lord's guidance, praying that his angels help us out daily. Let's make sure to be hospitable to strangers because we may be entertaining angels without knowing it. And let's be sure to keep spreading the gospel so that the angels will have a lot less work to do during Christ's return. There is more to share about angels and man, such as the fact that we will judge them in the age to come, but we can get to those things another time. For now, we hope that this information has helped your understanding and increased your knowledge. Please give us any feedback, questions, or your own personal revelation that you've received about these awesome spiritual beings. Please also remember to help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.